Hey boys and girls from Iceland to Cyprus, from Gibraltar to Murmansk. Welcome to the 8th edition, I think, of the European Gang Talks Watches of Fifth Risk. It's Benoit from France, Phil from the UK, Wolfgang from Austria and myself, Klaus from Germany again. It has been a real, real long time since we last recorded a podcast. It was actually more than nine months ago. It was the, first of, uh, the 4th of April, 2023. Thanks to Moody Dials. Shout out to Moody Dials on Instagram. He remembered me that we should do another session because he missed it. So we dropped everything when he said that and we are here to record that. Believe it or not, in the meantime, we've seen ourselves, we fall from the European gang in real person Switzerland. And there is another recording from where, when we met there, which you find on Fifth Wrist if you look for Fifth Wrist recording in La Chaux form. But again, it's me talking again all the time. Um, wrist check, wrist check. Pippi, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? Okay, well, I'll start with a wrist check. There can be only one, of course. Mm. It, it, it's the trick lip. Which had to be worn today in, in honor of the, in honor of the podcast. Uh, I mean, mine is the best one, uh, as everyone says. <laughs> apart from the, the master, the Pope of uh, trick lips, which is Benoit's with the ecclesiastical hands, which are just <laughs> I've never seen those on any other watch, and that's fantastic. But no, it's a special watch for me. I I wear the trick lip so much, um, so it is. Uh, that's my one. It's absolutely beautiful and. Uh, Real men wear 33. Absolutely. Um, In case the listeners don't know, hashtag chick lip on Instagram and you know all the details. Yeah. And in my glass today, I have a, a bottle of Italian Chardonnay on the go, which is a reasonably pleasant uh, to be backed up, of course, by some Don Papa rum from the Philippines. <laughs> That's me, Dan. Benoit. Hey, guys. <clears throat> so uh, I'll start with the drink check because it's quite ridiculous i'm <laughs> stuck in a shitty parisian hotel and uh, they have no mini bar and the bar is closed so i'm on uh, tap water <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty sad the, since the theme of today's show was uh, like the best watch of 2023 uh, going back on the watches that came out in 2023 um, i thought i'd wear the best watch of 2022 which is the Oxen Junior Settimana ah. Raw Fifth Wrist Edition with the Brutalist Chicken on the back. So I I guess it's 2022 because the most people got it in uh, late 2022, I think, if I remember correctly. So, so that's my choice for tonight. Uh, and it will be a great timekeeper for the two days uh, coming that I'm spending in Paris for my work. So that's, that's cool. That's really cool. I expected you to wear the chick lip as well, to be honest. <laughs> I knew you would all be wearing yours, so I, I thought I would make another connection uh, with the Settimana. Yeah, and it, well, it's connected to me uh, with chick lip because, of course, that's where you presented us with our chick lips. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, when we went uh, to uh, Oxen Junior in Le Chalafort, which was of course. fantastic. We'll come on to that, I'm sure. <laughs> so, Wolfgang. Um, uh, I could well, guess that you're wearing a triplet as well. Maybe. Um, first, the drink check. My drink check is similar to Benoit's, but I have sparkling water, which is even better. With wow, a, party mode, Wolfgang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a dash of uh, apple cider vinegar. Well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what I'm wearing today, today I wear uh, one of my watches that I bought in 2023. It's the Sfera Desk Diver. For me, it's, uh, I thought this will be a, a chiclip, chiclip summit. We will all be chiclipping. And so I thought uh, <laughs> for, uh, for to show something else, I, I, I show this Sfera Desk Diver, which is a watch made in Germany, also made even in Salzburg. Salzburg, the place where I'm born. You, you know, Austria is a small country. We don't have so much watchmakers. We have the Habring and we have now the Sfera, two young guys from Austria. And this is their first watch. This is number 51 from 100 watches. They will bring out now the second model, uh, a development of this desk diver. Uh, yes, that's for me. So Chiclip, Chiclip is a very special watch for me, but I will show you my Chiclip next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, actually, if, if you don't know the Sphere I Watch, there is another podcast on the Fifth Risk channel where we talk to the guys who uh, are behind Sphere I Watch. So my wrist check is then <clears throat> what you may have expected or not. It is a chick lip. <laughs> <laughs> so only two chick lips today. Um, it's um, also one of the watches I'm wearing most since uh, since I have it. You know, I'm also a junior fan. I'm wearing the day night very often, but I think number two is 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 the chick lip actually. That really warms my heart. <laughs> really, really. And I, I, that's the reason why I'm wearing it because it warms my heart. But before I get too sentimental, drink check. I'm drinking. I'm still drinking the leftovers from the birthday of my wife. Um, which was one day before Christmas Eve. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, we were all sick, so we couldn't drink wine. So I have to drink now what was left over from that party. It's a German um, Sauvignon Blanc. And later, because it's only a, a small drop, and later I'm drinking um, um, yeah, red wine from Germany, a cuvee from, from a very nice uh, vineyard I know. So... If, again, I always say, if I start talking complete nonsense, it's because I was drinking too much. <laughs> and because it's late and I'm an old chap and I'm getting tired. And so let's go to the pod, into the podcast, into the discussion. Uh, Benoit, you said we have one theme, which is the watch of the year 23. And we also said, what are the four theses which we expect will be uh, important for the year 24? Whatever we think will be um, will shape the the watch world this year. Um, who wants to start? What 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 will we what will we see this year? What do you think? Well, I'll uh, I'll jump in. Yeah, I think in twenty twenty four, I think there's going to be quite a few anniversary watches. That's probably an easy guess because I think there are quite a few anniversary watches every year this year. <laughs> um, but there are quite a few important but, anniversaries coming up. I know okay. Seiko have Seiko have got got some so we're all wondering what they have planned uh, for Grand Seiko and for Seiko and Omega seems to find an anniversary uh, for the Speedmaster every second Thursday um, to release a new model <laughs> right have you, so have you think, seen the, 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 the very new one the brand new one with the with the Saturn Saturn uh, um, rocket rocket yes as a, as a second hand this is really cool it does look cool. I've only seen close-ups of it so far. I haven't um, seen the actual 
watch as as an overall. In the close-ups, I saw uh, someone asked the question as whether the the markings on the Saturn rocket were correct. Right, and it did make me. It did make me wonder whether that was correct or not. So I haven't researched that at all. But yeah, that does look cool. Mm. As long as it wasn't made under a full moon in March with special gold, <laughs> blessed, by, blessed by Mother Teresa. Yeah. So yes, I think there'll be a number of anniversary watches. Will we see uh, a, a, a new Swatch collaboration? Sorry to... Yeah, Swatch will be collaborating with all their own in-house brands because the in-house brands have no, no choice. Um, control over it, do they? Yeah. <laughs> They're just told <laughs> Do you really it. think Breguet, Breguet and Swatch? I think so, yeah, yeah eventually, probably. because let's face it, they'll sell like hotcakes and that Swatch are a business. They're, they're not yeah. yeah. They're not like us. They're not um, people who just there are just there to love watches and to to do it as a passion. They do it to make money, and they're very very good at it. You know, much as I don't like all the the Swatch Moon Watch, you know, built under a built under a Virgin's buttocks on <laughs> on the on the you know the the third quarter of the moon, they sell. They make fortunes. Mm. I, I wish I owned some shares in it because they must be making a fortune. But my my other thing, I think I don't know why I just I think. There's quite a lot of vintage um, inspired stuff. A lot of it is actual vintage watches, but some of it seems to be vintage inspired. Seiko were dipping into their back catalogue a bit more, and obviously I spend a lot of time looking at Seikos. So maybe 2024 is going to be is going to be informed by the past. Mm, that's 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 an easy one because that's always <laughs> it's, it's that's always happens, that's happening exactly. since ten years. They say, oh, we bought Universal Geneva and we have this yeah. heritage and. And as you said, there there is a there is an anniversary for for every company in every year because they have one model which was invented in sixty four or seventy four eighty four. Yeah, yeah, but from that that reason, his predictions could be really uh, on point. So what you're all saying is I'm right. <laughs> yes, you're right. But but, but 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 that makes it just a more boring, you know, twenty four. Uh, vintage is inspired Swatch Group collaborations. Yeah, I can't see it anymore. To be to be honest, you know the 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 Moon Swatch was in, in I I didn't like it, but uh, uh, the the Fifty Fathoms even okay. I don't like the Fifty Fathoms not particularly as a watch, but even as a collaboration with the Swatch. Is terrible, and I I can't imagine what will they do in twenty four. What what do they take from the from the corporation, the the Glashütte Original or the Breguet? Uh, I can't I can't imagine that. I can't, but, I can't imagine that that comes. But what's yeah. like, they, they are good at it. Nobody yes. uh, uh, nobody expected this this um, black blanc yeah, yeah. with but, the ocean on, the, in the moon, and they yeah. they have planned that from the beginning. I'm absolutely sure. That's, that but the first good. five Blancpain's uh, swatches, I didn't think that they were so successful. Like the Moon Swatch, not like the Moon Swatch. And, and the Moon Swatch was unbelievable with this, with the second hand, with this. What what was this? Uh, strawberries, strawberries, and, uh, yeah. strawberries and beavers. I, and... I, 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 yeah, are beavers completely, too. <laughs> completely out of control. Are they completely crazy? I <laughs> mean. Well, I will say for them, and I'm with you, Wolfgang. They're not for me. I don't, I don't like them at all. 
but it brought an awful lot of people into watch shops trying yeah, to in, yeah into yeah. swatch shops there, into swatch shops yeah, yeah swatch but, shops well the swatch shop in london well there's a couple of them they tend to be where there's other watch shops so mm -hmm. they go in the swatch shop they might go in another watch shop who knows it might bring some more people to our, our hobby who eventually share our passion mm. i'm full of the joys of spring today aren't I? <laughs> positive sides to everything who said english when was cynical <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah so so I, th I think that you know there's lots of things and then of course on the other hand my question back to you on that i i'm predicting people to be, be producing quite a lot of stuff that looks very vintage but it's got modern modern mm. in it but do you think rolex are going to pull uh, a rabbit out of a hat again and do another jigsaw piece or a bubbles piece that you guys all hated do does somebody care well, i'm sure somebody does because yeah. they're accused for i them, sure don't <laughs> yeah but my, my reaction was similar like like ben was I, I i'm a little bit like hmm yeah maybe maybe not i yeah we, well, i thought we I, really I, listened passage, last, but... I listened back to our last podcast um over the last couple of days and heard myself saying that you know i was excited because maybe it meant that rolex were letting some fun people that you know design things and mm -hmm. maybe maybe rolex were going no you know we no. sell everything we we sell everything we possibly make let's make some bold and some some brighter moves and do something different and i and i kind of believed that at the time and then i heard uh errol adams um say uh on a blog to watch it his view which which struck with the cynicism in my soul was that uh, they're doing it so that they can stop watch modders in future, who because the watch modders' defence would be Rolex don't make anything like this, mm -hmm. and his view was that if Rolex start making things like that, they'll be able to stop people doing it. Which who knows? He, I'm sure he knows more about how the industry works than I do. Yeah, um, I think it's big business and money. I mean, you know, they 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 are aware of the trends and what's selling and what people want and they probably have lots of people asking them to do this and that so i guess they're just uh you know trying stuff out and uh and they will sell them so um i have a i don't know i, I maybe i'll talk about three points i'm not predicting but i think uh might be trends of 2024. first of all uh when i look back at 2023 i see all the micro brands doing really great stuff mm -hmm. uh really Pulling cool pieces out, and if you look at what uh, I don't know, Baltic, Yema, uh, Christopher Ward, I mean, they've all been doing insane stuff. Uh, Louis Erhard, I mean, you know, smaller brands making stuff a bit more original, a bit less pricey, more affordable, and uh, with nice, uh, nice concepts. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to what the micros and the little indies are going to do in 2024, because I'm sure there will be some nice stuff. And then again, uh, I think Iran has just been sending missiles to Pakistan and all the other countries around these last few days. So who knows what could happen, but we may be <laughs> on the edge of a, of a world war, a nuclear war between Ukraine, uh, uh, yeah. Israel, Iran, uh, sending missiles all over the place. So that could probably, uh, and still Ukraine too, that could probably see uh, some shifts in the market. I mean, what uh, what brands would be able to sell? And and on that note, I know that uh, they are predicting a very very low uh, market for watches uh, in spring. So the right. Swiss brands are preparing, uh, trying to sell the stock and uh, not making any more 
too much production and there are already who is uh, going who is going to reduce his spending on watches because of uncertainty with with war it's people like us who buy who buy uh, for example the micro brands the guy who, who buy the big stuff like rolex like uh, patek philippe like Richard mill they keep on buying because they don't care well yes and no because the prices have fallen a bit you know they have gone drawn back a bit and all the let's take the major ones you know uh, patek old mars and uh, and rolex out but if you take all the other brands like Ulysse Nardin, like uh, just basically the main 90% of brands mm -hmm. that are middle line, uh, they are from what I've heard from people working uh, in, in some of these brands. Right. Uh, they are quite worried on the coming months. Okay. They've been preparing that since the end of last year. And so all the, and they, if you look at the suppliers, the part makers, a lot of them are, quite worried because they're not getting any orders anymore or much less because the brands know they will be selling less right uh, in in the following months so they're wow. already uh so i we've been pretty uh, i mean a lot of people have been predicting a drop in the market for a while mm. uh, we've already seen a bit of a drop with the prices you know stopping uh their their increase and lowering on some models and might be one of these years this year that the, on the Swiss market, at least on the Swiss watchmaking, or, yeah. well, or for the Swiss brands, to see a low, to see a dip, like they usually, you know, if you look back at the Swiss market, you know, they go up, go up, go up, and then it falls down, and then it goes back up, and it, it, it's it's kind of a cycle. So of course. I, we've been in, in a kind of a growing cycle, and it's probably going to get down, and the brands are getting ready for it to happen this year. So... That could be something uh, quite interesting to uh, to see what to see yeah. what happens. But I'm keeping my optimism for the micros, and uh, hoping to see a lot of great stuff uh, from the micros this year. I always remember this. when when uh, the first day COVID was not over, but the, the the restrictions were were over, and you could go back shopping. I remember when I went to Frankfurt. There's one street called the Goethe Street, which is the, the Louis Vuitton, Cartier, Chanel, at, at Dior and everything. And there were queues there and not by not by tourists. They were only the Frankfurt guys because it was the first day of opening because they wanted to spend their money. And I'm, I'm pretty convinced that those brands will survive even a, a, a larger crisis. Because of course. Though, though they, these customers will keep on buying. So I, I don't think that, that like the Cartiers of this world and hopefully even the independents like Ulysse Nadin, I hope that they will not be affected. But the middle class, the Longines, the uh, yeah. Christopher Wards, they will, I, my guess is from what you're saying, they will be the ones who will have problems. I'm, I'm even thinking more about a little higher tier like uh, Tag Heuer, Bulgari, mm -hmm. uh, you know, brands like uh, in, in this price point, which is kind of an in-between. Yeah, uh, who have as uh, who are in competition with Rolex, Omega, um, mm -hmm. this kind of price range. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to look at historically when the because as as Klaus said, this is cyclical. Historically, when the market does drop down significantly, um, do the watch public and just buy more 
conservative watches do the do the more out there designs like your Alan Schulbersteins and things do, do they go out the window and people just buy three-handed dress watches and three-handed sports watches maybe Be oh, no watches what happened they, just last don't, time. they just say I need to pay my rent I'm not buying a watch at all because I don't need it I think yeah. what what we saw in 23 is also like uh, everybody wants to go up to the top price tier <laughs> you know Suddenly you have Omegas where you should pay seven, eight, nine thousand euros for a for a Speedmaster, uh, which competes with a Submariner, for example, or you see chronographs at the price point of a Daytona and it comes from IWC or something. Yeah, Zenit. That's or Zenit. It's it's like they all want to flee into this top tier, mm. into, into the luxury tier. Because the luxury, luxury things will survive every crisis. The problem is, is in the middle market. Uh, from, from the bottom up, there comes the Chinese, the Chinese mm -hmm. guys, which are, have now all the technology and the processes to build watches for, I don't know, 200, 300 euros, which can compete with our watches in Europe where they cost 1000 1500 watches there is not really a difference just from the design yeah the chinese still copy the design i think but they make it pretty good now and uh, like you said longine for example is one of those brands if they can't get up into the luxury tier they will get in, in big trouble i think yes well if you look i bought one micro this year which was the archie watch the the archie watch dress watch and I have a few friends that bought a few, uh, what did they buy? One bought an Awake watch, mm -hmm. another one bought the, the Vulcan uh, reissue, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a Baltic too, and the latest uh, Longines, uh, in th the Legend Diver in 39 millimeter. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the finish, at the specs, at the at how they work, at, they're just great watches. Uh, they can compete with much higher priced mm -hmm. watches yeah. Yeah. and uh, even the little uh, Yemas. I mean, just look at what you can buy around 1000 euros. Mm -hmm. uh, the Christopher Wards. I mean, a lot of pieces mm -hmm. are made either in, in, in Germany or, or in China or imported from, from wherever. But when you have the watch, it, it's a great watch, mm -hmm. great quality, nice finish movements. I mean, they've been there for a hundred years, so they just work, you know, so yeah, exactly. always, yeah. Yeah. So, What's the point of going going to spend nine thousand euros in a watch when it's going it's, to cost you? Yeah, well, it's the brand. Then yeah. it's, it's not the quality itself, but it's then you buy the brand. You know, yeah. the, you can but, show off with your Rolex or or what uh, what not, and uh, you know but, that's uh, it. Yeah, you buy the feeling, aren't you? You buy yeah. the feeling it gives yeah. you. But I mean, I've been in the in the. I mean, I've I, I had a few watches above ten k. And I probably never will buy another one again. I'm mm -hmm. going to stay in much lower, mm -hmm. lower grounds, have fun. Mm -hmm. You, you okay. can wear them. It's no hassle. I mean, mm. yeah, just don't. Uh, I think I appreciate them more and there's more variety and I can probably buy more mm. and sell more and whatever <laughs> than, than having the stress of one big watch that uh, it costs mm. us of money and if I ever get it stolen or or yeah. or if it stops working then it's going to cost like 1500 yeah. euros for the service or I don't know it's 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 just sort of hassle. How long um, did you okay. have the 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 Chapek 
from September to something like May or June. So, so half a year. Yeah, maybe nine months, I think. Nine mm -hmm. months. Yeah. Was it easy to sell it? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's strange because I'm kind of going the other way because obviously I, I come from, you know, from, from very low. From, from the, the Seiko low. low. <laughs> Not even Seiko low, from vintage broken Seiko low. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watches in the first place. But And I'm now reaching a point where you guys have uh, you know, educated me about lots of independent and other brands and things. And you guys and, and Roman, I blame Roman largely. And I'm looking at getting rid of some of my Seikos and, and using the money to get an Oxen Junior, using the money to get a, a Zeitfinkel, uh, using the money to get a, a Garrick. Um, not all at the same time, obviously. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I, I've had my eyes changed from looking at the very bottom to going into some, you know, not really high ground, but for me, for, but for me, quite expensive watches, but for a lot of watch collectors aren't. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling, I'm not telling you Phil here on the podcast because everybody will listen to it. Um, that there is a cool side winkle on Chrono 24 in Tokyo at the moment. Roman Roman also has this on on his on his favorites list as as I do. Um, yeah, I, I so if you're interested that. in side winkle, it's, a, it's the, a cool piece. Well, the interview you guys did with side winkle was just that was fantastic. So I'd recommend that to everyone. Go to Fifth Wrist Independent Thinking and find the uh, the interview with the guys. That was very very good. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at that. But you know, but on the other hand, the, the people who do have high end, what you know, what I call high end watches, uh, I've got a friend who's got a, you know, who's got a platinum Nautilus, and I see him in London pretty much once a month. And the last few times I see him, he's wearing a swatch. Yeah, he's, he's too frightened to wear it in London. You know, there's just too much watch crime. So people with high end watches now are, are thinking twice before they wear them in London because of, there's just too much watch crime. I don't know what it's like in. Frankfurt and Paris and and um, and um, I just, just in, 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 in sometimes <laughs> little village in Austria, <laughs> where Wolfgang lives, they don't even know what a watch is. No, we have yeah. we have sand watches, water watches, you know, candle watches. <laughs> watches. Yeah, I mean, where, where I, I live, Phil, I, I talked yesterday, just really yesterday, to a guy from Frankfurt who lives in London. And he said, in Frankfurt, I can still do it. In London, I'm not wearing a... Uh, he said, I'm wearing watches like Zinn, but I'm not wearing watches people know. I'm not yes. wearing a Rolex. It can be an expensive watch, but a watch nobody knows. Yeah. Um, the, the, the robbers are trained on Audemars Piguet, on Patek, on Rolex, on Cartier. And if you wear something else, it's okay. Um, but he also says it's, he, he can't do it. Frankfurt is much better yet, but we all expect that the they will be educated. You will first go London, it's Paris, then Frankfurt, then Munich, then Graz, and then eventually they will be in Burgenland as well. But there was okay. a guy in London in the East End, uh, I don't know where he was, somewhere in London, but and he was killed, but mm -hmm. he was wearing a fake. You know, so that they, they, he died. They stole because it. of a fake because fake. They, they don't, yeah. The kids on scooters don't know it's a fake, and they jumped him and he, he tried to fight back and they stabbed him. And mm. you know, and they got away with his watch, and it, it turns out it was a fake. Oh no, so it, it's just you know, but to be fair, they don't tend to pick on 50 year old Seikos, <laughs> mm. not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. Mm. Um, what I have, I have a thesis as yeah. well. 
I have yeah, a thesis as well, a very personal one, which actually quite fits to um, uh, Ubino, where you're saying um, I'm not buying above 10K anymore. I go below. Phil says I'm thinking about selling and buying a grail. Um, my thesis is similar. It's a very personal one. It's not about the industry. It's I have a problem that I have lots of watches in my favorites list on Conor 24 and in a separate list on my computer. And watch A has this special feature, watch B has that special feature, but none of them actually uh, achieves uh, a level where I think, yes, I want to buy it. I save some money, I sell a watch, I do this, or that. I'll do something, I wait for the next company bonus and I buy this watch. None of them excites me enough. It, none of them reaches the level to to be above all the competitors and they are all on the same level and so i can't decide i guess actually i will not buy a, a watch at all this year probably i will but um <laughs> i'm not planning to not buy a watch but I, I i i can't see which one will will win because the the excitement i miss i miss the excitement i'll tell you something klaus uh in my watch box now i have uh the well i have the city mana Mm -hmm. Fifth wrist, the chicken on the back, quite a story. Going to Oxen Junior, buying well to get the watch, meeting people. I have the chick lip, master of all the chick lips. Uh, <laughs> I have the um, the Russian watch. Uh, I, I have. Ah, the, 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 the Calibri, yeah, the Calibri yeah, design with the with the snow the hen on the on on the on the back. On the, yeah. Um, I have my Tudor Pelagos, which is a very sentimental watch because I always all the holidays with the kids and it's what I do everything with. I have the Anodays, which are really sentimental to me. And I basically have nearly only watches that mean something or mm -hmm. that I have a special connection with. Yeah. Uh, which means the value is nearly secondary. Yeah. And I won't be selling those watches because of all this. And once you start to have a lot of watches like this, it's difficult to find a new watch or search something and make it your own and have it make as much sense. That's maybe know? the problem, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I have six watches with which fits into what you describe. Yeah. And these are the six watches I'm wearing at the moment. There you go. <laughs> not, not even not even my Oxen Junior Moon Phase is within those six, although it's and the you know, first the... Oxen Junior I bought. But yeah, the uh, the week has seven days, and I've got six watches which I uh, wear all the time. The last watch I bought was the Archie watch, uh, so it's a very like it's a Patek inspired dress watch with a white dial. And I bought the watch. I think if I think about it thoroughly and think, why did I buy this watch? It's mainly because. I wanted a dress watch with a white dial mm -hmm. because it was something I was missing in my, you know, sometimes I would want to wear a dress watch with a white dial and I like this one, but that's probably one of the only real reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, a part that means that buying another watch this year, I don't even know what I would like to buy. I have no envy and maybe something will come out and will strike me and i will say oh maybe this one okay or i will live a special moment uh like in oxen junior with you guys or i don't know and uh, it will make me want to buy something else but that's about it mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I want a lot of them. If, if my budget would be bigger, I would buy. Uh, I've got, as I said, Kronen 24, all used. Uh, Ming, Armin Strom, Zeitwinkel, Harbling, Bulgari, everything. But none of them is, excites me enough to to spend the money. Whether it's there's one Bulgari for for 950 euro, or whether it's the Zeitwinkel for 10, uh, the, sorry, the 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 Armin Strom for 10,000. Uh, um, how much are the Zeitwinkels, by the way? Uh, the one on Kronen 24 is 5,100. Okay. Plus, yeah. plus taxes because it's from Japan. Okay, so retail is like a seven, eight case. No, like no, tenish. Okay, tenish. Yeah, the, the one I want is the is it the two seventy degrees? I think it's called or something, which is about twelve thousand. Yeah, so in that range. 12, yeah, in that range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's yeah, not cheap. I think yeah. it's lovely. But I also want a gar. I definitely need a Garrick at some point. <laughs> uh, Garrick have just uh, released a deadbeat second. By the way, oh, oh no, really? Cool. Have they? Cool. Oh my, cool. oh, my cool. God! But then again, nice. yesterday in, in the Red Bar meeting, a guy showed me his Dugena watch um, <laughs> from the six, 50s or 60s with a dead beat second. Hmm. And he said, at that but in time, case what... of the, but in case of a dead beat second, guys, you have to go for the Harbring. No, a Dugena yes. for, for 300 euro is is yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. But to combine the dead beat with the foudroyant, it the dead's the perfect thing. I was looking at one of those at um, there's a, a, a you guys might have heard of it called Time for a Pint, which is over in London, mm -hmm. and I went to what what was allegedly the last ever Time for a Pint get together, but I'm sure it won't be. And I was playing with a happening foudroyant. Um, mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. just fantastic. Yeah, um, that's really crazy. So I I think. What I experienced in 23 for myself is that I start to wear my watches longer. Mm -hmm. With that, I mean uh, five days. You know, when, I, when I'm in, in the office, I always wear, wear the same watch. And on the weekend, I change it. And this is uh, not usually my, my wearing pattern. Uh, it, it's been, I, I changed my watch each day. Mm -hmm. in, in the beginning, I changed my watch each day. At least each day, maybe <laughs> I changed uh, during the day. Yeah, uh, but now it's the the wearing pattern is becomes longer and longer, and I like that. I quite like that. Really, you get uh, I think a better feeling for your watch. On the other hand, uh, I also have too many watches in my watch box, and with that I mean I have maybe fifteen or sixteen watches. But even that is is a little bit too much for me, yeah. And and I come back to what Benoit told that the best that the watches I, I want to wear the most are the watches with the best personal uh, relation uh, I have to the watch because I bought it because of this and that and and so on, or it became it as a present for it, for example, mm -hmm. yeah. And what I also also see in my in my case is a little bit of a social media fatigue <laughs> you know this instagram i'm i'm not in excited anymore you know from from what i see all all those posts i mean these are wonderful watches don't get me wrong i uh lately i saw a watch from simon brett Mm -hmm. I, I I didn't know this guy, but he made a wonderful watch for 60,000 euros. Mm -hmm. uh, it's completely out of my range, but I, I 
I like to see that, but uh, I know I will never want to buy this. You know, yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, I I, I never again want to buy a watch from a from a corporation like Swatch or or yeah. LVMH or Richmond or something like that. I just I really like to buy these watches from very small companies. For example, this Ferrer, only two guys who are having for people or Baltic. I bought a Baltic last year also, and I like it a lot, you know. These uh, small companies, yeah, I think the trend goes in, in, in this direction for me. And what I also think, what becomes stronger in 24 for me is not just owning a watch or, or not just uh, buying and uh, photographing the watch, mm-hmm. But just doing something, doing something with the watch. I, I mean, in the case of Phil, he is repairing and tinkering and whatnot. He 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 puts the watch apart and does things and puts it together in a another form <laughs> or or something. I think to to do something. In my case, I I'm not able to to do something with my hands. But what I started is, is and it started also in, in La Chaux de Fonds, in going mm-hmm. to okay. museum, museums like the MEH, or I was also in Vienna when I visited Vienna this year. There's also a watch museum where you can see all these handle watches and crazy yeah. stuff from hundreds of years ago, how they measured time. So that you go beyond the stage where you just buy watches and even always more expensive watches and photograph them and show them in Instagram. Yeah. I think that's that's not enough for the topic, you know. It's it's really that you go beyond that and are interested in in the history, in horology, you know. I think that's that's the case for me and that will be and that will manifest more in 24 and uh, yeah, Inter- interesting to see that we all that we all basically the, the same thing, the, the the underlying theme of what we all say now, and this was not prepared, is that we that we all need person uh, we 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 know the benefit of a personal relationship to a watch, and once you know that, you get bored by I go to a store and buy a Cartier tank because I just like the looks. We don't do that anymore because we know all the personal emotions you can have from a watch yeah once you once you know that you don't want an ordinary watch anymore that's what i think i hear from what all of you are talking at the moment i guess yeah and um i guess also the more you delve into you know the the watch world the business the companies the how it all works you kind some of the magic disappears like (laughs) when you you get your first automatic or mechanical watch it's like a whole new world opening and it's marvelous and it's a bit magic and then the more you you meet people and you see how it works and you see how the business works and you Mm -hmm. the less you're the less magical it becomes you have to find magic elsewhere Mm -hmm. um yes but within the watch hobby uh, I just wanted to say no to what you're saying, but I'm saying yeah, yay, no, because I'm currently not buying to plan a watch, uh, planning to buy a watch. I'm planning to to go to <laughs> exhibitions. I go. I'm planning to go to mm. visit more workshops. Mm. 
of companies, of smaller ones, of big ones. That's actually what what the the, the people behind the businesses, especially in the smaller ones and the, and the independence. This is what what is my goal for this year, actually. Rather than mm. buying a watch, uh, talking to the people, talking to the enthusiasts, to the makers. It's 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 really cool to be retired to be able to do this, Klaus. Well done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know that this is my major problem. <laughs> Um, because the currency uh, euro is is already not not that big in my household, but the currency time is even smaller. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're you're right. Absolutely, I think we've all agreed that the the watches that we wear most, the watches we love most, are the ones that have personal stories. And the mm. chiclet is the ultimate watch release from last year. Um, and you know, I'm honored to have one and really pleased. And I, I wear it probably more than any other of my watches at the moment. Um, mm. since, since getting it, it's, it's the one I go to by default when I don't know what to wear. And sometimes when I do know what to wear, I, I still pick it up because it's it's just great, right? And one of my guys, I'm in a daily wrist wear little WhatsApp group with a, a few mates, and every so I post this one, they go, Oh, Pip's got his favorite on again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that but the guys that... who collect Seiko's? The one, uh, the yeah, these, are, these are some Seiko guys. Yeah, they're mainly yeah. Seiko guys, mainly Japanese. The the ones I'm in that particular WhatsApp group. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, so there's some guys with some serious chunky Seikos on on that group, but they all know about the chick clip. Klaus, <laughs> <laughs> um, do we go to the? Do we break 2003 down? Yeah, 2023 down. <laughs> Yeah, we can break two thousand three down if you want. Yeah, it was hot in two thousand. Yeah, like second, second, <laughs> second chap, second chapter. Pick your watch of twenty three. Um, I found it very difficult. What's what's your one, Benoit? Which was the one you picked from last year as as the best, the major impact, or whatever? Do we we only pick one. Is that it? Uh, I have two as well. So <laughs> because Six. I couldn't decide. I mean, um, no, I think the most out of this world watch in terms of uh, something new, uh, something really original, something that really uh, changed, brought some fresh, um, you know, which gobsmacked us all by its originality and uh, and the quality and, uh, and uh, like we weren't expecting that at all. Was of course the latest iteration of the Rolex uh, Cosmograph uh, Daytona, right? <laughs> we all agree. Yeah, that came out in. Everyone remembers the Daytona that came out in 2023, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, I do and, remember it. It was the one with yes. with uh, um, the oh, with glass. A chrono hand and two pushers. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, right. it's got a yeah. it's got a glass <laughs> a, a glass case back, a display back. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I I, I actually even only the platinum that. version for the cost of a house. Yeah, but... of course. Um. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, no, that. It's 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 probably the watch everyone remembers from 2023 and everyone wants to buy. Um, so, and I guess it sums up pretty well 2023 for me. You know, on on this on a more serious note, there have been a lot of uh, I I don't know maybe watch fans were thinking, hey, let's just change colors on dials this year. You know, <laughs> let's just do that. Take take the same watches and uh, and and just change the colors. 
yeah, very disappointing. And I, I actually found this gay patrol that made a list, exhaustive list of all the watches of 2023. And you can just scroll down for hours because there are tons <laughs> of them. And uh, you can scroll down for hours without finding one interesting also. Um, no, I like what Oris does with the ProPilot. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing fun stuff. I don't like the Kermit on the... the Kermit. On, yeah, I, I like the Kermit color scheme. I don't like the Kermit on the date window. I don't care about Kermit. And I like what they did with the laser dial, which Thomas at Watch Symmetry has one. You know, a multicolored rainbow. Yeah. I, I wouldn't get one. I don't, I, it's not my personal taste. But I like I the theory. Cool. I like yeah. the technology, but I don't cool. like the result. I think so, it looks um, awful. <laughs> yeah. I, I like what Oris are kind of doing globally. Um, I like the Constantin Chekin Louis Erhard Time Eater. Yeah, that was fun. That was a cool watch. I have a, a friend who has one. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, and what was the other one I liked? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the Bulgari with the aluminium watches. They came out with some fun yeah, right. configs. Yeah, I think it was a nice move for them to bring that out again. And it's a bit different from, from other productions. Uh, and it's really uh, kind of uh, uh, true to the original one where they're bringing a bit of fun with the, you know, the, there's a blue uh, kind of sunset dial, uh, like a blue degradé, okay. uh, which goes from very light blue at the top, dark blue at the bottom. And it's really nice. So to me, that's the ultimate um, luxury watch, that Bulgari, because you buy an aluminium watch and spend three or three and a half thousand, I think. And mm -hmm. after a year, you can't look at it anymore because it's scratched all over the place because it's aluminium. <laughs> but you don't care because three and a half thousand is just nothing uh, um, for a bul for the typical Bulgari customer. Um, it sounds funny, but I, I think it's serious. It's the ultimate luxury watch. For if I would have could afford it, I would buy it. But yeah. I can't spend that much money for an aluminium watch, to be honest. <laughs> no, so that's basically it. I'll. Nothing much to say. Nothing really got me excited this year, I'm afraid. Um, pretty disappointing year. Uh, not very nice design cues from, from brands. It's all kind of a réchauffé. I don't like the latest Louis Vuitton tambour. I think it's ugly. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know you like it, Klaus, I think. No, no I think no. it's boring. Yeah, uh, it's not I, ugly, it's boring. Yeah, I mean, uh, lots of watches which you you could. I mean, sh I I show you the watch and you try to guess which year it came out. It can be any year these last five or six mm -hmm. years. Uh, so yeah, apart from the Oris uh, Extravaganza on the Pro Pilot, which is a which is a watch I really like, the Pro Pilot, um, and uh, yeah, the Rear Hard. Yeah, that's it. Pretty boring, isn't it? Is it? It is. Um... Yeah. I'll take on next because I asked uh, Wolfgang and Phil whether they can imagine which my which my watch would be for that contest of the best year, uh, the best watch last year. Ooh, I already started talking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you two, you both could know which watch I I bring to the table. Can you imagine? Well, no. with it being you, with it being you, Klaus. If it's not an Oxen Junior, I want to know why. Uh, it's not an Oxen Junior, no. It's wow. it's something we've seen on the Watches and Wonders. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, not yeah. Watches and Wonders. Uh, yeah. Uh, Geneva Watch Days. Geneva Watch Days, I mean. Yeah. The the boat. Ah, the the uh, Armin Strom. 
No, oh, wir haben in Strom, wir haben in Strom One Week First Edition. Yeah. Um, this this steel steel watch with yeah the typical Armin Strom design cues. It's different to to all other Armin Stroms in in that it is has a central time display. So the minute and second uh, minute and hour hands are where they should be. But it's got these. The, apart from that, it's got the typical Armin Strom look with the backside on the on the front basically with hidden things like a hidden uh, power reserve which you only understand if you know how it's working and yes with integrated bracelet you could say that's boring but i think they've done it a quite quite nice way and the quality if you have that watch in your hand is is really really nice these two barrels it's a one week power reserve as the name says i'm in Tron one week real cool thing real really cool thing it was fantastic and it, it was lovely the guys behind Armin Strong were just the best guys yeah Fanta and they gave us free beer I mean what more do you want they, they let us they, let, they gave us free beer they had a beautiful boat and they let us try on very expensive beautiful watches that I could probably never afford and they were just really lovely chaps all of yeah. them so hmm. I would have to say um that was that was one of the Many highlights from the time getting to see you guys over in Geneva was the Armstrong. Uh, mm. Yeah, I had that on my list too. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for that. Actually, I can I can mention Oxen Junior as well in in well, when I'm talking to Armin Strom because that watch has a PVD uh, coating on the dial, which is not really a dial because it's uh, the movement side is a. Uh, uh, turned onto the dial side, but it's all PVD blue. And who had that to the first in the industry? Oxen Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say that the PVD dials at Oxen Junior are really, really nice. In yeah, the flesh, yeah. it's a very different finish than the classic dials. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Armin Strom is the same thing, basically, it's from, from positive coatings as well. Uh, the company who does the, the PVD coating so this also looks looks really really cool, and the second watch I have for the contest, I'm very interested in what you're saying because you mentioned it, Benoit, that your friend of you bought it, but I remember that in a podcast earlier last week uh, last year you said it's a crap watch, um, the Vulcan skin Vul, Vulcan or how you pronounce yeah, that skin diver, skin yeah. diver. I don't like um, it much. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Okay, I I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It's nothing special. It's just a watch, but I, I can really tell you like the looks. I know why you like it. Because it looks very German. <laughs> like Armin Strom. Just... Like Armin Strom. It's a German design, yeah. not a not a French yeah, design. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. I think it looks quite German. You know, it's a bit square, it's a bit like, you know, very I would like German. to disagree with everything you're saying. <laughs> um, but you you may but be you right. You can't because yeah? it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but if you say a bit square, the obvious square watch is French. The, the what? The obvious square watch is a Ben and Ross, isn't Ben and Ross? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ben and Ross because it's the it's the clocks in the planes that are square yeah. and they just yeah. Uh, yeah. and they just put them on the wrist and it's too big. But it, you know what the hell? <laughs> yeah, which, which they've stolen from Zinn actually. Because Zinn did build these clocks for really? planes. Yes, Zinn did build these clocks at the time when uh, Zinn did build the watches for um, Violin Ross. 
when Belarus started, okay. they had Zinn making ah, the watches okay. for them. I didn't know that. And Zinn at that time was also still producing these clocks for for planes. Okay, and, and so that's the where first... they, they took okay. the idea. Okay, I didn't know that. And um, I, I think the very very first Bell and Ross had by Zinn on the dial. Okay, I I I hope I get to Zinn one day. I like some of them. Maybe you, uh, I'll have to find an emotional connection and go go with you to Frankfurt or exactly when we all meet in Frankfurt next time. Yeah. And yeah, we drink great, ap- yeah. we drink apple wine until we lost uh, the names of our children. Um, <laughs> then we on the next day we go to we we go we go to Zinn and buy watches. <laughs> that sounds like a good uh, afternoon. <laughs> so Phil, what what do you think? Uh, I took I took the Armin Strom one week already. Do you have a a second one? Well, I've got a list here of about fifteen watches, and but like Benoit said, lots of them are they're good uh, for compared to what came out in twenty twenty three. But there wasn't a lot that came out in twenty twenty three that made me say wow. Mm. Um, I mean, one of the ones uh, that made me say, wow, is, is a watch I've never bought in a million years. I just think it's fascinating. It's the Parmigiani Tonda uh, Retroponte. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's absolutely pointless, but my God, it's beautiful <laughs> and very, very well executed. Um, absolutely beautiful thing. But for me, I, it's almost impossible to pick something because there's just nothing. You know, you told me that we weren't allowed to pick Chicklet. <laughs> that, was, that was stipulated because otherwise we all would have picked yeah, yeah exactly it was too obvious yeah um you know i i love um it, funny if you mentioned volcano it's isn't it the same guy uh, uh that's revived nevada grenchen as yeah. well same guy i think so and i'm not sure yeah, yeah, it's, it's so. the same guy a french guy i thought it was french yeah, yeah. I, I like what um they're doing with nevada and, and with volcano to be fair um so there's a nevada chronic king paul newman which came out in 2023, which although it's only, you know, it's it's only courts. I mean, I shouldn't this courts watches too much. They, they have their place. But I think the Nevada Grenchen, uh, the Nevada Connor King Paul Newman's a nice looking watch and it's very cheap. I think it's under a thousand or somewhere around a thousand. There's the Singer watches that we also saw in Geneva. The, sorry, the Singer. Singer. Uh, Singer. Oh, yeah, okay. They were cool. Yes, they they are very nice, but they had similar watches a lot the year before yeah, as well. They did, yeah. They all of their watches, I think, are quite similar, but they're all quite cool. The yeah. same with Ressence. Ressence released some new watches in twenty twenty three, but um, and I really like those. And I was thinking they're fantastic, and then um, Bern showed his one that he had, and I thought, oh, that's much better than anything they released this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. Pretty much all of Bern's watches were better than anything I saw anywhere that whole weekend almost. His uh, his resource was crazy. Yes. It's, it's, it's an incredible watch. Yes, yeah, absolutely. A shout out shout to Bern. A shout out to Bern. Shout out, yeah. My horological yeah. journey. Yeah. Yes. That's my horological journey. Yeah. What a great guy. And yeah, yeah. He's got a lovely watch collection. Yeah. So, really, uh, if I had to pick one, JLC Reverse Tribute Chrono is a bit boring. I'm going to go. <laughs> With the Ben and Ross Silverstein Grail XX, whatever it's called, X, just because I like Silverstein, it's you know <laughs> I love what he does. It's nothing that different to anything that's come out before with the Silverstein name on it, but uh, I've got to pick something, so I'll pick that. 
Guillaume <laughs> Laide is actually all. Um, don't know how to pronounce his second name. Guillaume Laide, it's it's written Laide, I guess, is the guy who is behind Vulcan and and the Nevada Grenchen. Grenchen. And big shout out to him. I I love what they're doing with those brands. I think he's doing a good job. I think. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's trying so, to. I, I I think Breitling should hire him to take in charge Universal Geneva. Mm, wow. And that would be and that would be great. This is so, a prediction for this year. <laughs> it's 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 not a prediction, it's a wish. And like all wishes <laughs> in the watch world, it will never happen. They probably put some old fart or some young I don't know what uh, shithead. Someone's grandchild uh, in, in in charge, yes, someone uh, someone's grandchild, someone someone's cousin or whatever, and he'll just make another mess of it. <laughs> or they will make great watches and sell them for 12K, which is... But if they do employ in Benoit, you put him forward for the job, so you get 15% finders thing. That's got to be worth a few quid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Klaus, I, I hope you send this podcast to Breitling Executives and to uh, Guillaume. I'm sure they listen. <laughs> One of I'm the also... 10 people who listen. <laughs> also, can I uh, give a shout out as well? It really should have been my watch of the year, but although I think they might have been technically from the year before, and they were all sold out anyway. Do you remember the Watches and Wonders episode we did? There was a Gronfield um, chronograph chronograph that they released, which was just my God, oh, was yeah, wasn't that twenty twenty two? No, it was a, a 2023 release, but they'd already sold them all by the time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so now I suppose I've got to hand over Wolfgang, who's, who's obviously going to go for the Beaver Watch. Yes, the Beaver Watch. <laughs> I think I saw a Beaver Watch uh, yesterday. It completely iced out. Yeah. 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 Oh. I, I, I think. Uh, Hideous. You know, this is. I, I don't know. Uh, the design is so underwhelming, and yeah. the, the the brand, the letters are so are really ugly. I have to say, they are <laughs> the, the brand name is ugly. Otherwise, I, <laughs> I, I I can say nothing about this watch. I I'm sure it's pretty good made, but uh, I don't. It wants like to be it. at that price. Yeah. No, I mean, so I'm. I, I the last ten minutes I was desperately searching for, looking for some watches I could name. Uh, I'm. I'm totally not prepared for that question, Klaus. Uh, and uh, so I also come back to to Armin Strom because this was a, a really good experience with those guys on that boat, and I I had the pleasure to. To have a watch in my hands with uh, the, the resonance, and for me the resonance is a very romantic uh, complication. It's uh, I like resonance complications because it's uh, just uh, the the relation between two entities which communicate together, and right. in the end they come to the same opinion of what time it is. I think this is a quite uh, it's romantic. Like it's a bit like with your wife you know yes yes but she has much more impact on the, on the outcome <laughs> so surely, that, surely that's that's one her, uh, her balance spring is much bigger much than bigger. mine <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean i don't know where to go from there <laughs> so uh the resonance watch I, I liked very much 
And uh, I have so, a prediction so, written down for you, Wolfgang. And I'm, oh, I'm, I'm wrong so far. Okay. Go on, carry on. I'll, I'll see if you cover it next in your next okay. selection. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, but for me personally, what I uh, what I bought was the the Settimana, the Oxen Junior Settimana, the fifth wrist edition. Uh, and, oh, that's a uh, release from 22 as well. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. 22, but I bought it in 23. You know, <laughs> I have no idea what watches came out in 23. Yeah, Sphera, actually. I, the Sphera. Yeah. The Sphera, yes, yeah. the Sphera was 23. Uh, but the Sphera, yes, the Sphera is really just for me a watch. I can't, we can't, re ah! Wolfie, Rolex, ah, the 1908, right? Yeah. Is it the, I expected you to, to bring that up. That's my prediction for you. Because ah, when, okay. when Watches and Wonders came out, that's released. You were mm -hmm. proselytizing about that watch very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, it's it's a nice, great dress version for, for Rolex. It was a, quite an, uh, an unexpected move, I think. Uh, this was really... As, you know, I like dress watches, you know that, and I think a dress watch from Rolex is, is always something special because Rolex I only know from sports watches and whatnot, uh, and all these iced out for the rich sheikhs and, and Chinese billionaires. So a dress watch for 20,000 euros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay it's okay i think yes and, and rolex to be honest it uh it surprised me with the limited edition from the vienna uh philharmonicas mm -hmm. or symphonicas philharmonics philharmonics yeah yeah philharmonics uh rolex is always uh is always good for some surprises but like, just, like the daytona honestly though uh that rolex dress watch Mm. Uh, I, I, I really think it's uh, it's 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 not nice. Really? Yeah, it's it's very plain. The hands are don't seem to be very like you know they seem to be printed off, mm -hmm. uh, quite flat. I don't know. I I didn't find any charm in it. I think it's kind of disproportion. Really? I, yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 I didn't like it at all. I, I'm not a Rolex mm -hmm. fanboy, but I, I could imagine if I'm getting even older than I already am, and if I, if I would have more money, this would be a watch for me for the opera. Really? Yeah. I prefer the the Cellinis from before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, which I never find, like yeah, which I found nicer. The Prince. The, no, but the, if you go vintage, the, then Prince from Rolex. No, but a vintage Rolex is a whole other subject. But, well, um, I, refer, I refer you to, I mean, because I listened to the last podcast we did the other day, uh, trying to prepare for this. And in, in that one, I, I said, and I, I still stick to this, that the Rolex Perpetual 1908, I think it's really nice. I do like it. And it's mm -hmm. worth every penny of 5,000 euros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Rolex is always a topic. You, 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 you can't go from Rolex. Yeah, I know. Yeah, even, uh, even we... As as independent yeah, supporters have to talk about Rolex. That's really a, a shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a shame. But uh, um, Wolfie, uh, yeah. that's Sphera watch is one of the watches I like also from uh, twenty three. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you know it, there's a touch of uh, of humor to the diver. Mm -hmm. uh, there's mm -hmm. lots of nice details. I mean, the bezel is really cool. 
uh, there's a sandwich dial. Uh, mm. You have to see the, the back, the back of the of the case. There you see a a person like me who is in his office. Yeah. You see he's sitting at a desk. Okay. You yeah. see the that, you see the you funny. see the screen. <laughs> and you see it in the, yeah. in the diving dress. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah, these are Austrian guys, and they have some sense of humor. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, great. I like it for that. And uh, is it? Um, I mean, they are making a second watch. You were saying? The, now they they had two batches of that watch. Each batch was fifty pieces, and now they are sold out with the second. Okay. And uh, the th thing is, when I bought the watch, I paid them a visit. I was in their workshop. And this is one of these uh, experiences that I like. Uh, it's the same, you know, if I have the personal connection, I, I it's, it's much easier and better for me to buy a watch because I know the maker. These are really two young guys. And Martin is one of, is, is, the, is the one who, is in charge of making the watch essentially. And he is really somebody who, who wants to do everything by his own. He's very, a very special person. Yes, uh, they will come up with a second model, which is uh, slightly different to this one. I, he showed me the second model and he asked me if I want to wait, to wait for the second, second one. Mm -hmm. But I like the first one better. So I said, no, I, for me, it's the first one I want to okay. buy. I, I, I'm just onto the website and they're back in stock. So mm -hmm. you can buy them uh, again. Ah, okay. uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really the 100 are, are over, over okay. and out. They well, are, no, no, because I can add to cart by now. Mm. I don't know if it, their website it, is. It says uh, it says restock. Okay. When you're on the website, back in stock, it says. Yeah, yeah, yes. but they they are not the best. The last in, batch. In, in keeping in keeping their website up to okay. date. Okay. Says last batch. So you say we're recording on the seventeenth of January here. So yeah. the <laughs> sapphire and the hazelite. Yeah, yeah. Batch. You have yeah. two options. Uh, but I think I, I saw a post in Instagram where where uh, the guy was called Maschinenraum and he bought the last one, the 100 from 100. That's true. Ah, that's the post yeah. where they tagged other podcasters, but not the guys who did the first <laughs> interview with them, Fifth Wrist, yes. and not the guys yes. who bought a watch from them, Fifth yeah. Wrist. No, but they tagged right. the other podcasts instead of us. <laughs> Klaus, you can't sleep anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> and Klaus, you just you just mentioned the date, seventeenth of January, which we are recording. So big shout out to Michael Woods because it's his birthday today. Bless him. It's today. I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yesterday, I thought. Okay. It's, it's, oh it's yeah. Today. It was yesterday um, in Australian time because they're calendar. What is so great is the tense faces cases owns one of these. Yes, yeah. this watch traveled from Austria to Australia. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so Fifth yeah. Wrist actually bought two of their watches. Yes. And they tag other podcasts in their mm. in their mm. post. We, about we, are, we are not good enough, Klausi. We, we have to work. We have to become better. In <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's let's wrap up. Funny question: Did anybody prepare an Instagram recommendation, or should we skip that today? No, oh. I have one. Oh, okay, so we don't skip. So I didn't prepare, but I'll find one. 
Ja. So Wolfgang, <lacht> I, ja. uh, my, my recommendation is Art Deco Wrist Watches, all in one word. I think the, the channel is, is quite uh, unique. There are only Art Deco wristwatches, at least he calls it Art Deco. I believe him. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know better. But they are all small little watches with funny dials, like how you, you can see today, you know? They are cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think they are cool. And if you if you scroll through, you see dials, for example, from I don't know, from Nomos or whatever, which are yeah. very old and uh, everything was already oh, there. And exactly. when there, there comes a, a new dial and you think, wow, that's completely new. And then you experience, oh, it's very old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they did everything. They did everything already in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, it's, the fifth row down in the middle that Lord Elgin jump power watch is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some nice ones. <laughs> cool ah. stuff. Yeah. And they have some nomos too. You said. No, no nomos looking. Nomos. No, no, no. They have no. the nomos, but uh, no. you know the fonts okay, and yeah. how the how the indices and so and also rectangular things. You know. So I jump in then because I changed my recommendation now to Werner watches, W-E-R-N-E-R, -E like the, the German name Werner watches. Yeah, and following him, yes. If you go to, he's a guy uh, from Frankfurt. Uh, I meet him regularly at Red Bar Frankfurt meetings. A second, second row, the, the one to the right. Oh, wow. This is a this is a superb watch. I had it in my hand yesterday. It's oh, really, really watch. small. Yeah. yeah the, the, he's the most... specialized on Cartier. He sells others as well, but he's specialized on Cartier. And this is an Art Deco Cartier with uh, um, what, what gold, purple, and light blue, or whatever the colors are. Um, such a nice watch. I had it in my hand. It's, I think, under 33, but I still would wear it because it's such a just a huge presence. And Everyone can wear a Cartier vest. Everyone can. Exactly. Mm. Does he sell as well? He's the, the watch was already sold when he showed it to me uh, to to the US. Mm, beautiful. Now I, I have a vintage Cartier sort of on my wish list along with about eight million other watches. But oh, okay. Yeah, no, definitely worth a follow. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's a he's a um, real specialist on. Uh, he, as I said, he sells other stuff as well, but he specializes on Cartier, and he really lives Cartier. Mm, you should get him on your YouTube. What ah. do you think from of, okay of, of this style? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Okay, that's beautiful. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, stunning. Mm, nice, really nice. I'm just looking. Okay, should I? I'll try and pay more. You're looking, Benoit. Yeah, I, I, I have one, but go ahead. Okay, no, you go ahead then. I don't know. Tell me if it's already been mentioned. I don't think so. So it's Honda, like the car maker, dot forty six forty nine. So it's a Japanese account, only 407 followers. Um, Invicta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he has very old tank-shaped watches uh, in lots of different styles and a Chronosport Invicta indeed from uh, maybe like the 40s or something mm -hmm. the 30s. 
And I just think it's cool. I, I guess he's Japanese. I can't read what's written, a uh, Japanese collector. But, uh, uh, and he wears like these, like he has this Sydney Chronosport Invicta on a kind of a gold thin bracelet. I mean, he goes all the way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he has like, I think it's like a minute repeater or something also. Well, but very, very, very old watches um old tank shaped and uh i think it's kind of nice inspiration some of them make me think of the schnell watch mm -hmm. ah, okay yeah yeah so yeah, just a small uh, account of a collector that's not well known on instagram but uh he has some original content so there you go absolutely with shots. yeah very cool very cool I knew you would like this one, Phil. This is a real yeah. collector. He has a theme like like uh, rectangular watches. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's a real maniac. Yeah. You kind of wonder what what the goals are. What's the goal? Is it like I'm going to find as many as I can, or as many different ones, or several versions of the same one? You know what drives. I think he is looking for everything which is rectangular, um, <laughs> uh, and probably from a from a certain age as well. I mean, I have a, I have a watch friend from Frankfurt. His goal is uh, in this year, twenty four, to buy each day a new watch. No, and he's going on flea markets, etc. And he buys, uh, and he always Every finds real good stuff. Of course, he <laughs> cheats in the sense that he buys on a flea market five watches, which are then good yeah. for five. Day. he's not buying on a physically on that day but his goal is three, 366 watches this year Whoa. for is less he, for less the money than a submariner is he also retired oh. yeah <laughs> no 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 he's he's a young guy he's a he's a doctor a doctor yeah he has no wife uh, i don't know <laughs> but, but, but at, at, least, said, at least after this year he has no, no yeah. life anymore so i have a second i have a second uh, uh, recommendation then uhren yeah. you know like watches in german uhren mm -hmm. u h r e n dot kaiser like beckenbauer k a i s e r or like the kaiser the kaiser and in his bio he says 366 days 366 oh, so, so new watch him. alarms. Oh yeah, he's oh. on 17 on 366. Cool watches too. Yeah. yeah. Dugena. Oh, that's really, really, really uh, nice. Second row to the right. This Pro Vita, whatever that is. Mm, that's cool. Very very cool watch. Uh, but you know, I I once started collecting like searching for a specific watch and accumulating them mm -hmm. and i ended up giving them away so <laughs> i hope he has 366 friends <laughs> <laughs> i'll, I'll yeah, tell him that yeah, idea maybe yeah. maybe who knows yeah who knows who knows very very cool i'm gonna follow that Let's see what he finds okay yeah, some really really nice watches too I'm afraid mine is, is quite mainstream, although he only has a thousand odd followers at the moment, he or she, or I don't actually know, but it's an account, uh, all one word, called Pink Patek. <laughs> so some of you guys may have been following it. It's it's all stuff that's that's way out of my league. So the first post is uh, a Johnny. No, no. Resonance. Yeah. Uh, no, there's some no. beautiful... Well, how, there's... how it's called again? I, I'm somewhere Pink. else. Pink Patek, all one word. So the I, color pink. I, I typed um, in pink attack. <laughs> sorry, pink Patek. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, this, I'm assuming it's a chap, has got some amazing pieces. Uh, there's a beautiful Vianney Horta antique there. Yeah, there's some, yeah, there's a lovely old uh, Seiko Honda chronograph, although I don't think that, that one's marked Honda. Most of the ones I've seen like that are Honda, I think. But anyway, there's a lovely old Seiko chrono there. There's some beautiful watches. There's some stuff that's, you know, some old Rolex and things that aren't really to my taste, but there's plenty that is. So I just thought there's some uh, there's some nice. interesting watches on there, but not really going into the independent realms as such. Well, but I suppose it is the high-end independence. Yeah, exactly. F.P. John is independent. Patek is kind of independent. <laughs> He's yeah. got this weekday watch. The Vianney and you will win that weekday, not weekday, uh, weekday and calendar week. I like that one. The Patek. There's an Urvark there, yeah, which is third down. An old one, there. yeah, very old one. That's quite cool. First account. I mean, I, I've got a little thing on my phone where I save interesting accounts for fifth risk recommendations. It must have been a year ago I saved that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So let's awesome. wrap up then, shouldn't we? Well, before we wrap up, there is one thing I think we should do is, um, I know you've only got water there, Benoit, but I think we should all um, have a little, um, very little toast, because on the 20th of May in 2023, we lost a very dear friend to Fifth Wrist, oh, yeah. and uh, I think a little toast to Snow. Oh, I, th uh, I thought I'm em my bottle was empty, but there's still something in there, so lucky enough. So we drink. I have to, I have to fill up, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without snow, no chick lip, no nope. brutalist chicken. Well, I honestly think it was it was snow and and Benoit's artwork of snow and various posts that that helped cement Fifth Wrist into into what it is as a global community because everyone just got involved and everyone knows snow, everyone loves snow. It just became a thing that bound everyone together. And uh, on the 20th of May, I checked the date yesterday, it was the 20th of May last year, I think we all got a, a post from Benoit saying, telling us the bad, the sad news that a fox uh, got in. And I like to think that Snow took at least one eye and several teeth on the way out. So, <laughs> cheers, to so cheers. Cheers to Post. Snow. Cheers. So she she's buried under the fig tree. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and there's a cross made out of uh, two pieces of wood. So, yeah. <laughs> So the cross Huge. matches the hands on your chicklet. Yeah, I guess. Which, yeah, which I, is got snow. I never, <laughs> uh, I never uh, actually made the made the link, but uh, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I only have one hand left, uh, Bagheera. Okay. Uh, at at the moment. So what happened a few years ago is that Snow ended up being alone, being my only hen, mm. and she, and uh, she faced through all winter alone. Uh, and she survived and she became what she was. And so Bagheera is now going through her winter alone. Okay. And mm -hmm. she's dealing with it like a champ. So <laughs> I guess she, we, we're probably going, going to get a couple of new hands uh, in spring. And uh, if Bagheera survives until then, then she'll probably be the next snow, at, at, at least for, for my household, uh, because she's a, a survivor. I guess well, that's Brutalist Bagheera has a nice ring to it. Uh, sorry, brutalist Bagheera has a nice. Brutalist Bagheera. It will probably be the exact same drawing as brutalist snow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with some with some dots. Yeah. Ah, okay. She's kind of a sprinkled uh, gray, black, and white. So mm -hmm. well, you can make it so the brutalist hen that 
only serious collectors know the difference between the Mark One and the Mark Two. We make a Mark Two. Yeah, yeah well, there'll yeah. be podcasts about the differences in the future. <laughs> and in, you know what's funny is uh, there's a, a lot. I, I know a long time ago I took a picture of snow with the Rolex uh, Oyster Perpetual Gold watch ah, I remember. Yeah. around the neck. And I even entered a photo contest at the time with this. And there's a WhatsApp watch community in France called Watch Femme France, uh, which I'm kind of part of. And uh, they took that photo as their logo at the time, and it's still there. And I, when I look at the chat group, it's still my photo. Ah, cool. And they did a meeting in Paris a couple of months back and uh, I know well the guy who, who organizes. He's a good friend. And uh, to, you know, like you organize a meeting and it, it was kind of like a hotel restaurant where they have uh, conference rooms mm -hmm. and such. And uh, he printed the photo out and made signs for people to find. Uh... <laughs> so it's even more global than just Fifth Wrist. And that's cool. kind of fun. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if anyone finds oh, if anyone oh, finds yeah. uh, fifth wrist snow stickers on any tourist attractions in London, definitely <laughs> it's it you. definitely was not me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 we have pins with the chick clip too, which I have mm -hmm. to send out, and I haven't taken the time. I'm really uh, shameful. Yeah, really on the on the um, north tower of the of the dome in Vienna, um, you find a sticker from fifth wrist. And on on a on the famous pedestrian bridge in Frankfurt one as well, but that's about all I did. So when I go to London next time, I will check out where where, where on London Bridge I can find <laughs> fifth wrist stickers. And it was it was burnt, wasn't it? <laughs> on a on just on a side note, I really want to well to thank you guys, uh, but also to thank uh, everyone that's had fun with all of this. With the chickens, with the, I mean, it's it's not much. I you know I'm I, I, people who know me know that I don't take things too seriously. No, yeah. trying not trying not to be too serious about stuff. And I guess I'm so happy, and it brings me so much joy to see people enthusiastic and you know sending me sometimes just a picture or something they see on the internet or sending me someone sent me a sticker, uh, you know, cautious. Uh, don't look the chicken in the eye, which I put on my on my uh, on my chicken house. But I mean, all of this, all these things coming up together, mm -hmm. and some of them ending up on watches or on hats or on pins or whatever. It's it's probably what's making me the most happy. Yeah. So it's not even the watches; it's just all mm -hmm. the all the mm -hmm. crazy things. All the things around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. And um, and every time you guys post a picture of the chick tip. Uh, I, you know, sometimes <laughs> I don't have the time to react too much, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, not not that it's, it's 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 always really heartwarming, and mm -hmm. you know, I could leave this world, this world, and think, well, no, I've I've left some kind of of mark, which is, yeah, which is insignificant, but who cares? I've done something which has made people smile in some way, and. Exactly. Uh, and that's exactly. cool, and I think it's a link that we'll stay. And maybe, like, you know, when we're like in in thirty years time, and maybe we will ah, be collecting. I think I, I have to wear it tomorrow. Stop <laughs> it, Benoit. <laughs> no, but I know it's. I there will always be a time when we'll think back and think, oh, I remember when we had fun with that chicken. 
exactly. <laughs> and that's just really cool. <laughs> so thank you guys and thanks to uh, to anyone who's listening and who's and who's had some kind of fun with all of this. Uh, I really appreciate it. These are these are perfect closing well words, Benoit, because that's exactly the what we uh, have a, as a theme for this year is to to keep on in the, in this spirit on with snow the hen with us with communicating with each other with meeting each other maybe um that's that's the main thing uh while we are all in watches and it's not and it's not having the newest release from rolex just to be clear uh because i gave the watches out i i i didn't have enough to give out to as many people as i would have liked to so i'm really sorry mm -hmm. for the people who didn't get one and 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 who I would like to have given one to but i have received things in return i have had a painting made by adam medium watch okay. uh, that is inspired by the drawing i made with his chick lip ah okay so i have a little small painting that he sent from uh, from, from which he US, did himself which he did himself and that's really really cool and i think he wrote behind This is art. It may be a drawing of a chicken. So it's, uh, <laughs> the phrase backwards. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, of course. And uh, and Roman sent me an artwork too uh, by a guy who makes uh, like he he draws movements like in uh, in like macros, parts cool. of movements, and and uh, okay. I don't remember the link on on Instagram, but he's on Instagram, so I received that, and I received just before Christmas a big uh, cardboard box like huge very heavy uh, from from italy from uh, sicilia <laughs> and it was full of oranges pomelos mandarins <laughs> and lemons <laughs> and, it, and it was all fresh uh, fresh lemons pomelos uh, oranges from uh, from from sicilia from ilio uh, at the 349 designer and so i've been i mean i i don't want people to feel obliged to send me something yeah, to yeah. send a wash Uh, of course, people who haven't, uh, what are you waiting for? But um, <laughs> <laughs> joke, 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 joking. No, but uh, just uh, thank you to anyone who's had this kind. Of, well, 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 to to these people, I've just uh, said the, said the names of, and really, yeah. you don't have to. It's uh, yeah, the joy is from uh, having a nice wrist shot, saying, "Hey, look, I'm wearing it," or "Look, I'm showing it at an event," or. You know, posting it on on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, that's just very cool. So thank I, you, everyone. I tried to send you some English wine, but your customers people laughed and sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any English wine? Yeah, yeah, no. some very very nice English wines. Well, I'll have to come over and taste that then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but now let's wrap up. Um, let's remind our people that Fifth Wrist is, as you know, as you feel here, uh, a, a group of enthusiasts from the community for the community. Go please to fifthwrist.com. We are working on the website at the moment. It's had some issues, but it's getting better. Please try to leave reviews there so that we can bring the website back up again with your help. And it helps other members of the community to make better educated decisions in the future. If you have enjoyed this podcast, follow it, please, and rate it on your podcast platform. My name is Klaus at Typer underscore FFM. The gang was Wolfgang at WatchStyle with an underscore between each letter. Phil at Pippi. Benoit at Petit Seconde. We're looking forward to seeing you here on this pod again soon. The time is gone. The song is over. Thought I've got something more to say. Goodbye, take care, and... They, They all time. time.